So I'm joined today by Becca Wilkins, who's a member of uh, the gathering, comes along in the evening, and a member of the worship team in the gathering as well. So, um, Becca, introduce yourself. How long have you been coming to St. James? Hi. Uh, yeah, so I joined St. James, ooh, probably about a year and a half ago. Um, I started coming as often as I could, um, and yeah, have been sort of a fully-fledged member for about a year, I'd say. Um I'm a full-time musician, freelance, uh, I'm a vocalist principally and yeah I've been playing with the worship band for the last few months which has been really lovely uh, to serve in that way and yeah a member of, um, well I've been a, a churchgoer for my whole life I guess um, and yeah moved to London about four or five years ago. So. Okay we'll go into that and down the yeah. track we're going to talk about your fascination with music and jazz and how that mm. all hangs together with being a Christian things. So um, where did you grow up? What was growing up like for you? I grew up in Kent, so I grew up in a little town called Gillingham um, and yeah a family of uh, four kids and two parents and yeah I uh, was really blessed with a Christian family so grew up going to church and my dad was a member of the worship band there so from a very young age we were all very engaged in sung worship um, and yeah so I moved to well first I moved to France actually when I left school for a year and um, where I was serving with the church out there and then came back to the UK to study in Birmingham for my undergrad and then came to London after that. Excellent was it was it a musical household you grew up I mean you say, say it was a worship band on Sunday. Yeah yeah so we all had piano uh, so we all had piano lessons and then uh, we all uh, rivaled each other in uh, what marks we could get in piano exams and then music GCSE. And uh, yeah, we all ended up going into different creative sectors. I'm the only um, full-time musician out of my siblings now, but um, yeah, music was always a really big part of growing up for us. And you say you went to Birmingham? I did, yep. So tell us about the course you did and all those yeah. sorts of things. Uh, so I studied at the University of Birmingham. I did the music course there and I loved it to bits. And uh, it was especially good because we had all of our instrumental tuition at the conservatoire. So I got to learn, got to meet all these people who were doing music full time in a conservatoire um, environment as well, which uh, really inspired me. And so since I've, I'm now doing a master's um, at a conservatoire in London... And uh, yeah, it was just such a great place to meet people, to see how people did music as their full-time work and how people were finding their own musical voice. Um, yeah, it was such a lovely place to live generally and then, yeah, just a great community of musicians. So I, I'm, I'm not a musician at all. How do you find your musical voice? How does that work? <laughs> how, how do you find the kind of thing that you love not to listen to but to do how does that work I think it's built on everyone's experiences of all the music they've ever listened to and loved and when people can channel that with their own experience into something new that they've created with people that they love making music with that's where there's something really special like I've got a friend who um she gigs very rarely but when she does it's so powerful it's beautiful um, she's Swedish and she does this beautiful mix of jazz sort of standards as well as 
Swedish folk songs that she's arranged with that band and they clearly just love playing together and know how to play together really well and it works because it's her music it's her voice and she communicates it so well um so yeah that's a really great example uh, her name's Clara Green and people should definitely check her out she's, okay. she's brilliant so if you were to describe to me the kind of thing you do, because you, you told me just mm-hmm. now you've got a, a single coming out. I do, yeah. This week, next week? Yeah, this week at the time of recording. So, Very exciting. Yeah. Um, so this is a sort of singer-songwritery. I describe it as neo-soul project. Um, and yeah, so the single coming out is called Cloud Cover. And it's, um, yeah, it's a very personal set of songs, Um I felt like I'd spent a long time not being very authentic in the music I was putting out, trying to be a strong woman and all of this, which I I do identify as, but I wanted to let in a little bit more vulnerability, which is what that project is. Um, but besides that, yeah, I collaborate with other um, jazz musicians here in London, um, as well as sort of gigging for private functions and events and teaching and... Yeah, it's very much a portfolio career of doing lots of different things. Mm-hmm. And and you you record, you perform, you do a whole range of stuff. I do, yeah. Now, the reason for wanting to chat to you, apart from getting to know you, introducing you to church family, especially those who come in the morning, don't listen to you uh, when you come in the evening and stuff, is I'm really interested talking to people who are creative about... Mm how they connect that idea with being Christians. Mm. And you will have thought about that from your perspective and your side um, Mm. in a way that other people won't have done. So talk to us about that a little bit. Tell tell us why you love the styles of music that you do Mm. love and how you think that connects with um, being Christian. Yeah, great question. So I probably started leading worship when I was about 14 or 15 in uh, the youth bands we had at our church growing up. Um, And I think it's always been such a special place, um, communal sung worship. I mean, singing together generally is such a human experience that is just so powerful in bringing people together. It only really makes sense for us to sing together in worship to, to the Father as well. It's it's such a powerful and special moment of church community for me, especially being a musician. And I think on top of that being specifically a jazz musician where improvisation takes such a big part of that music. Um, for me, I, I love essentially improvising in worship and singing to the father and improvising with words and just melody really trying to communicate whatever that it is that we're we're um, focusing on in in a particular moment of worship whether that's a reflective moment or you know just a moment of huge praise and we listen to so much contemporary christian music where there are tiny little snippets of that and it's just so joyful to hear that expression from another human being who's also in the church community and i think it's a really lovely thing um, I understand it can be quite scary for someone who isn't a jazz musician to do something like that, but I think it's such a powerful moment just to really let your soul sing for the for just a tiny moment, um, something that isn't necessarily words on the screen. So 
not just scary in terms of improvisation for someone <laughs> like me scary even to think about singing with a microphone so don't forget, <laughs> forget that so take us into that moment because there'll be loads of people who are listening who are, who are musicians but the whole improvisation thing is something else completely mm. and jazz will be something they may listen to but and enjoy but not take part in what is it about the the improvisatory is that a word mm-hmm, the yes. improvisatory nature of it that you love that you feel connects you with god at that moment yeah well improvisation is um as an art form it's a lot of practice of learning music that you can then just use and just it can just come to you within the moment when you're then in that moment of improvisation and so So it's a really well prepared improvise not not sort of it's a well-informed yeah improvisation exactly i don't know the words i'm you you can tell me because you're Mm. doing the masters i'm just making it up (laughs) no that's exactly it so um so where we would say we have the musical language that we use in musical improvisation if we're wanting to sort of improvise um a moment of worship to the father then you know we have scripture we have all of that wealth of sort of goodness and truth about our god that we can use in a moment of worship just to really express what's on our heart and what we have to say to the father in that in that moment um does that answer your question i feel like that's only yeah, halfway kind of, it, it, <laughs> no no, no it's, it's kind of parallel in that um we don't feel we have to use formal prayers we can mm. pray in yeah. an improvised way because we're informed Definitely. by the bible richness and i guess you're sim- you're saying in a parallel way you're singing mm. the inv- i mean i the rest of us, I guess, would have to listen, question mark. Could we join in if we're in front? Oh, I mean, how, do, how does that work? I, I think it's so beautiful when there's just a group improvisation of everyone just in a moment, just singing to the Father. Um, and I realise that's something that is definitely a culture that you have to cultivate mm. within a church. So to say, you know, we're all going to sing what's on our heart to the Father just all together and just create a beautiful cacophony mm. of prayer um, but I think singing as well, just we worship a creative God. So to be creating in that moment of prayer is something even more beautiful, even more powerful, certainly for me. Um, and I think, it, well, we know that God rejoices in our creativity. And so for me, it makes sense to bring those two together in for example, yeah, just some improvised some prayer. Excellent. Let's take the focus off of that for a second. Tell us about your masters, what you're doing in your masters, what, yeah. what, how that fits together. Uh, so I'm currently doing a masters in jazz performance, um, and yeah, so that's bringing together composition and improvisation and vocal technique, um, jazz harmony, all of these different things, um, just to help me in my own practice as a musician um so that I can yeah I just wanted to be better at what I was doing um collaborating with some other just really brilliant musicians and also it's just a lovely place to meet other musicians and play with other people Mm. and it's such a privilege to be in an educational environment where you can have the time to just really nerd out really get dig deep and some you know really niche musical areas um so yeah it's a huge privilege i'm really enjoying yeah. it and um, what what do you think it's going to lead you to where, where is it going to take you 
Um, I'm hoping it's just going to be um, just more creative work. Um, as I said, being a musician, it's very much a portfolio career. And over the last few years, there's been quite a large part of my time has been in sort of singing for events and functions, which I really enjoy. But I would love to spend even more of my time doing creative music. And um, I've also recently started teaching at a conservatoire in jazz. So I feel like I should definitely have done my homework and really be on top of my game, which is why mm. it's really lovely to be teaching and learning simultaneously. Excellent. Um, you've brought along a book. I have. Uh, which is a book called Why Art Matters yeah. by Alastair Gordon. Um, Ali is a, is a visual artist. He specialises in um, he's a contemporary artist. I think he works up in Glasgow, but also in London. Uh, Edinburgh, but also in, in, in London. Um, describing it for folk who, who are listening, uh, Ali's stuff is the stuff sort of with visual tricks. So we're looking at the cover and it's got three paper darts glued to a piece of wood. But that's all painted. It looks like it's three mm. paper darts stuck to a piece of wood, but he's painted the whole thing. Um, why have you brought along a book by a visual artist mm. to help you talk about music and jazz, especially? Yeah, well, I, I found it a really lovely read, actually, because he talks about art in general. And it's really nice to hear about art from a visual perspective, because I spend so much of my time thinking of it in a sort of oral perspective, I guess. Um, and, yeah, there's just so many really lovely little snippets of what he says of why art matters and especially why creativity in general matters, not just as a form of worship, but as a practice, and as a human experience, why creativity is so special and so God-breathed. Hmm. Um, even for people who don't have a faith. I think it's a, re it's a really lovely, it's a very short little read, all in little snippets. Um, and for me, yeah, it was really nice just to, just to feel seen, to, yeah. <laughs> to have other artists discuss their faith. Um, because being a musician can be a little bit um, isolating. We have very unsociable hours. And um, I do have a few uh, Christian musician friends um but yeah it's 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 nice to find that community even within just a little book to say oh yeah that's why I do it that's that's why I love what I do and that's why it makes sense to me with my faith as well last question then if uh and that's to help those of us who are listening to get a handle on the kind of thing you love um if jazz is completely unknown territory for us we, mm -hmm. we don't know one end of it from the other. Give us a couple of who's on your uh, <laughs> on your playlist. Who, who do you love listening to that you want to share with us? Oh yeah, definitely. That don't have to be Christians. They mm. could be anything at all. You know what? I actually I found a little snippet from Allen Ginsberg yesterday. I think it was of just like the, some the quick recommendations. Yeah, the American poet. Poet. Yeah. Um, and it was just a brilliant mix. Um, so he had some Billie Holiday on there. Um, and um, Round About Midnight, which is Thelonious Monk tune, mm -hmm. which is stunning. Um, and obviously that's from the jazz canon. Um, oh, there's, there's so much to, to dive yeah. into. Um, oh, gosh. There is a brilliant songstress, I want to call her, um, whose name is Cécile McLaurin-Salvant, um, who is 
an incredible music interpreter. She sings her own music and she sings songs that she's found right at the bottom of the um, music box, uh, to say, uh, so to speak. Um, she finds songs from old shows that are just so witty and she's such a brilliant interpreter. And she's working today. And she is, yeah, she's around today. She's amazing. Um, gosh, yeah, I could... I no, you can, so you can go on, on and I on feel forever. I, I'm at risk of missing people out if I start. You, you have you have given us rich stuff from the canon <laughs> with Thelonious Monk and Billy Holiday and brought us right up to date again with give her give us her name again. So Cecile McLaurin Salvon. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, Becca. That's brilliant. If we can get our act together, uh, we will include a link to your new oh, track on the you. on the podcast so people can listen to you as well. Um, come along to the gathering and. You can join with us in praying for our new worship pastor. The adverts are still out there. Pass Mm. it around to anybody you might know. Becca, thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much. See you next time on the podcast.